0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Bornstein. I'm the senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church right here in Colorado Springs, and I am so excited that you are tuning in. For those of you who've been listening now for the past few weeks, you know that we have been faithfully in the book of 1 Corinthians. Well, as we have special guests that come into the studio, you know that we have to take a break from time to time and and really just uh, hear from some of these special guests because God is on the move in Colorado Springs, and it's so exciting to have these guests come into the studio and share with us what's happening on the front lines so today before i introduce our special guests I, i just want to preface what they're about to tell you with this understanding of why we're talking about what they're about to share with you. Um, see, on, on Sundays, we have the privilege of going into the Bible verse by verse. We're in the book of Matthew at Calvary Fellowship, Fountain Valley Church. And we're wrapping up Matthew chapter nine in which we're exploring the, the understanding, the text, the directives from Jesus, that there are there's a need to pray for the laborers that they would be a plenty because the harvest is ripe. The, the fields are ripe for a harvest. There is work to be done. And so as Jesus is calling on the disciples to pray and pray for more laborers, that's what we want to talk about here today, that there is work to be done on the front lines. Now, let me take you to Scripture for just a moment. In Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6 to 9, we read these powerful words. He says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who were cast out? And when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard, and then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. Oh, we love those powerful words, but we're also convicted by those powerful words, that there is real need on the front lines that often we're either oblivious to or have turned a blind eye to. You see, in Matthew 9:35 to 38, Jesus tells us once again, the harvest is plentiful. He then implores us to faithfully serve by grabbing the plowshare and not looking back in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Later on, in Matthew 25, 37 to 40, we read, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you, And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So today we have two very special guests, and they're going to talk to us about what life on the front lines is like that there is service to be done right here in Colorado Springs and throughout the Fountain Valley region. Even though we have a number of military families, what we find is that Colorado Springs, even El Paso County with over 700,000 residents here, there is great need right here on these front lines. We often think the need is in Africa or some uh, third world country, but right in our own backyard, there is a need and, and there are needs to be met even in the midst of COVID-19. So with me here in the studio, I have Gretchen Baker and Cody Ritter. Thank you both for being on Engage in Truth.
1: Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to
0: be here. It is a treat to have you. And you both represent an organization, a ministry, that is right on the front lines, Connections for Life. Would you tell us just in brief, what is Connections for Life?
1: Well, it's um, an all-volunteer organization, that has three different feeding programs, and um, we do a food pantry every Thursday night um, from 4.30 to 7.30, and then we do um, first and third Fridays of every month. We do a once-a-month program that is commodities and senior boxes. So we're all about getting people fed.
0: Wow, wow, amen. I, I've had the privilege of being there and seeing this firsthand this is a pretty serious operation. And and Cody, I know from what we've talked about in the past, and what you've shown me personally, I mean, you've taken this real personal that, I I mean, you have scrounged together shelving and forklifts and everything you can to meet this need. I I mean, this is kind of, you grew up with this, right?
2: I did. Yeah. I believe this started in about a 250 square foot closet and has now grown (laughs) to uh, over a 6,000 square foot warehouse. And And we're trying to set it up as best we can as a full functioning warehouse uh, with obviously limited resources, but um, several fridge freezer units, multiple racks, a forklift, all all the things that we could possibly need, box trucks uh, to do deliveries and pickups and and those kind of things. So it, it, it has grown significantly over the years.
0: Wow. Now, okay, from your website, from the stats I have picked up right from Connections for Life's website, you distributed 180,000 meals to more than 30,000 people last year alone. And, of course, you always have the challenge that $1 equals four meals. Uh, that, that seems, I mean, that, that's just mind-boggling, really. When we go to fast food today and you're dropping 10 bucks just for a burger and fries and a, and a beverage to think that $1 could feed four families. Uh, you guys are busy right there. I mean, how, how many volunteers does it take for an operation like this?
1: Right now we have about 30 volunteers, and um, that's, of course, down significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our volunteers are, are just picking up food. different places. Others of our volunteers are the regular people who hand out food on Thursdays and Fridays. So, yeah.
0: Well, now, okay, so how long have you been doing that? How long has Connections for Life been a ministry?
1: Well, uh, since uh, 2000.
0: Wow, 20 years. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we started in 1999. So yeah, it's 20 years. How did it begin? Well, um, I was doing a bread run. Uh, They had five single families in the church I was going to, and I was a new baby Christian, and they asked me if I'd do a bread run for them. And uh, I went and picked up bread and brought it back, and they give it gave it out to those five families. And um, mm. the single moms were quite appreciative of that. And um, I had become a single mom recently with the uh, um, passing of my husband, and they asked me one day if I'd do it. And I said, mm. no, thank you very much. <laughs> I really did. And I said, I don't know how to run a ministry. I only know how to run a business. So about a week or two later, they asked me if I would help them with at least um, ordering things. Mm. And I said, okay, I can do that. Um, So I helped them with ordering, and the pastor asked me again if I'd like to do it, and I said, no, thank you very much. (laughs) And he said, "Um, I really think you need help with this. Mm. And uh, he said, God put you in my heart. And I said, okay. He said, And besides, in two weeks, I'm leaving. Mm. And um, if you don't take it over, they will close it down. And I, in my little way, was extremely upset. (laughs) I said, I feel like I've been manipulated. I feel like this isn't fair. He said, just please, please, please go pray about it. And I said, okay, I will do that. And I went home and In my sassy little attitude, I told God just exactly how I felt about this, and it wasn't fair, and I didn't know how to do it, and I was angry, and if he wanted me to do this, he better change my heart. Hmm. Careful what you pray for, because 20 years later, I'm still here.
0: Wow. And you're still doing this, both of you. Uh, faithfully serving Thursday. I mean, this is a week-long operation, but Thursdays you have this mass distribution of food. But I know it takes a uh, throughout the week of organizing the receiving of this food, processing, make sure it's ready for distribution, that all the checks and balances are filled out and completed to make sure you're above reproach in every detail. The two of you work faithfully every week doing this. What keeps you going? I mean, clearly the mission is there, but what I find in ministry is a lot of times we, uh, okay, we say we're going to do something. We start for a while. The the passion's there initially, and we feel like, okay, we, we've we done our attaboy with the Lord. We've checked that box off, and hey, I, you know, I did it. I did it for a year, Lord. I mean, uh, what, what more do you want from me? 20 years and no salary as you faithfully organize an entire warehouse to give to help the community in need. There, What keeps you going to do this?
1: Well, I have to be honest with you. I have never gone without anything since I quit my job and started doing this. Hmm. Never, never wanted for a thing. But the coolest thing is, I get to watch God work up close and personal in people's lives. There's as much ministry going on behind the scenes with the volunteers as there is with the clients up front. And I get to walk with them. I get to see how God is changing their world. I get to um, I pray with them. I get to, I get a, to be part of that, I don't always get to see the fruit, Amen. but I know that I get to plant the seeds, and it is so awesome to watch people like that. And until COVID, I have to have to say, I got more hugs than anybody I know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And um, it yeah. that has just been such a blessing to watch to watch what God is doing there, and to see. My eyes are open from thinking, oh yeah. Everybody wants to believe, oh, God will take care of this for me. He'll provide. And I get to see it.
2: Right. Amen. You know,
1: from the multiplication of food to the answering prayers, all those kind of things. It's amazing to watch.
0: Wow. And and Cody, for you, I mean, you've got a big family. Number five on the way big family awesome things god is doing your work life is picked up the demands there big family at home you've got your own business uh, shirt ninjas putting a promo out there right there for you because it is some of the best apparel i know you do for a church and a number of ministries and organizations great quality work so there's a there's a plug for you brother but i, I know that it, despite all that everything you've else you've got else going on in your life uh, you're there faithfully serving. Uh, to you, wh- what keeps you going? I mean, you're serving in the church too, so it's not like you need another, hey, Lord, I, I-, I need to do this to be right with you. You know, sometimes we feel that our labors, uh, you know, not only is it a blessing unto the Lord and-, and the blessing that we may receive from that, but, you know, sometimes we feel like, okay, I'll take on one thing. I, I don't need to take on multiple ministries, but-, but you seem to be like stacking it up, like, Lord, bring it. I can do this. What keeps you going?
2: Well, I think, uh, well, when I started in connections, I was a young child. And so I was kind of voluntold that I get to be there uh, (laughs) to help move boxes and heavy things because I was a young kid and I could lift. And, um, but I think again, touching on it, the real impact that I've seen is, is the real tangible life change Mm. Uh, seeing even people who come through the door, who are in desperate times of need, who are in a very vulnerable, vulnerable position where. They don't necessarily want to, to communicate that need with anyone. It's it's personal. It's almost uh, uh, embarrassing at times mm-hmm. for people to, to say that they really need need something. And to see them be able to come in and not just get a handout, but really a hand up. Mm-hmm. They get prayer. They get counseling. They get um, uh, connections with other ministries or other opportunities to, to better themselves. They, there's all sorts of financial counseling that goes into all of this kind of thing to help people get out of their bad way into something new and, and seeing people who come in for the first time who are nervous and uncomfortable turn into they're there for their 20 or 20th or 30th time, getting food, turning into the person that's now doing bread runs for us to mm-hmm. all of a sudden that solid volunteer who's there weekend week out because they want to pay it forward because the food pantry helped them so much, that now it's helping others. So seeing that real life change is something that continues to drive me as well as just, I just love serving. I just enjoy being there for people and just seeing what God's going to do. And again, the real tangible miracles that we've seen of multiplying food for holiday baskets and, and turkeys and all these kind of things. Yeah. It's just exciting to see what God's doing and, and the real tangible way that he's moving here. You know, most people talk about miracles and things that they've seen in other countries and third world countries on missions trips, which I've seen those, but the real tangible things here in our home, in our community, you know, just impacting those right around us. And, and I just love that. That encourages me. Oh, wow. Well, so you're addicted to doing the Lord's work. I guess I love, so. Yeah. <laughs> I wish even young men like yourself,
0: more of them would just uh, find that satisfaction in the Lord's work. We think of it a, a labor of love and we tend to use those words labor or like it's something that's difficult, but it, I think that the more you do it, the more you just find satisfaction in the Lord's good pleasure that doing his work is so gratifying. Absolutely. It's it's not a pat on your back, even though I could give the accolades for the two of you, how you're such an encouragement to all of us, and and how how difficult it is to finally get that foot forward off the sidelines in the church. We we are very comfortable even at times, maybe not right now with COVID-19, of going into a church and sitting and soaking and taking in the message, but to go to the next level to say, I'm going to be... A change agent in the community. I'm going to be an instrument in the mighty God's hands to change a life. And the privilege and joy of being able to do that, the two of you certainly exemplify that. How have things changed in the midst of COVID 19? I mean, you talked about it, Gretchen, the fact that the hugs have gotten a little more few and far between, obviously, and yeah. you have a lot of protocols now in place. How do you continue to minister like that in the midst of all of this?
1: Well, it's been a little, um, tricky from time to time, especially when, um, things happen really quickly and, um, but we have gone instead of having like 40, 50, 60 people come in at one time, nobody comes into the building right at the moment. We're doing a drive-through and, um, so they're met outside and then the line goes all the way around the building and, um, uh, they get a little piece of paper that has their name and the number of people in their household and, and, um. Um, the number that they are in line. And then we're able to let them, that comes into the um, building, The it goes through the computer and we make the box up right then and there. Mm. And then they drive around the side of the building and we put their boxes out on a table and are able to uh, get it to them that way. And in the meantime, we've gotten creative with how we minister to people because we do things like, Restaurants have given us gallons of stuff. So we put them out there on the table and say, would you like one of these? Because at first they're afraid to even talk to you, you know? So would you like one of these? And you tell them all the different kinds of salad dressings and and canned product there is. And they decide to pick one. And then you say, hey, is there anything we can pray about for Mm -hmm. you today? And I am seeing so many people letting us pray with them. Um, Rarely will they say no. It's always, I got something, this is going on in my household, you know, and it's opening them up. And wow. um, so now we're doing it every single week. You know, the first two or three weeks, it was a little slow, but now we get to do it every single week. And I've done everything from putting on bunny ears and, and handing out Easter baskets and Easter grass after Easter, just to get them to to open up and not, not be so frightened. Wow. Um,
0: That's neat. I, and I, I've seen some of that too. I, I know that I came... A couple weeks ago, I was able to come and watch some of this and your team in action. And there was already a line hours before the food was to be distributed. So clearly the need is is a serious one. I mean, people would line up well in advance before, but to see that kind of uh, pressing demand, we're willing to sit in our car for two to three hours to get food in the hot sun. Clearly, the need is significant, and as I understand, I mean, you've had it to where I think one of the times I showed up, there were there were like 200 boxes or 200 families that were served that evening. Mm-hmm. So, so clearly, the need is growing. What what does the future look like for Connections for Life? I mean, if say the the resources all came in tomorrow, and you're clearly not thinking about retirement, even though you're raising up others around you to carry the burden. But this seems to be something that has defined you of just saying, I'm serving the Lord in this capacity. You've got a great team. But if the resources were there, what would the future bring? And and what are some of the needs you have right now?
1: Well, some of the needs that we have right now is we have a uh, refrigeration uh, and freezer unit that is in need of repair. Um, I need a new Mm -hmm. compressor for it, and I need some electrical done on it so that we can continue to store stuff. And that's going to be pricey. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are constantly trying to change it to make it so that um, people get to make their own choices. Right now, we are handing out food as fast as we can hand out food. But unless they tell us they're gluten-free or low-sodium or diabetic or something like that, um, they're getting what everybody else is getting. And um, so we're trying to make it when COVID is over that they can walk in, that they can shop the shelves they want, they, with the products that they want. You know, they can they can walk through and get the things that they need. And that will help them with their um, food stamps uh, going farther. That will help them with um, their regular menus, whatever they're doing during the week. But right now, until we can get people in, it, it's going to stay drive-through. And we're hoping that that opens up pretty quickly, even if we have to do social distancing. And we're hoping to get that, that uh, refrigerator-freezer unit. Okay, so
0: how much is the refrigerator freezer Uh, unit? Let's uh, put the need out there. Okay,
1: it's a little over $5,200.
0: Okay, so $5,200 for the Mm -hmm. freezer unit that you need. And as I've already mentioned to our listeners right now, you're not uh, taking a salary from this ministry. This is something that you're Uh doing because you believe in the cause. I don't know of too many ministries that can do that. I've been in uh, large ministries for a majority of my career. I have the privilege of being able to say I've been in full-time ministry for almost 25 years now and been a part of large organizations and workings. And even at the best, we were trying to shoot for 83 cents of every dollar to be able to go directly to ministry. In this case, we're not talking overhead of salaries. We're talking about a ministry where it's a distribution channel for those resources. If people give right now, that need is met. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of need that needs to be met yet. It is and we haven't even talked about the square footage limitations that you have. That ideally we could even see this thing grow uh, to be able to meet the the growing needs in the community. 6,000 square feet of space isn't very much, really, for what you have. I know you've gone up about as much as you can with the insurance <laughs> limitations that you have. Yeah. And we need some more space. But clearly, this $5,200 need for this refrigeration unit uh, in the freezers and so forth, all the compressors, everything you need, that's... If people give right now, that's going to that machine, right. that device to help meet this yeah. need.
1: We have... Um, um... The unit itself is there. It's just not functional. So, um, yeah, because those are pretty expensive units. And um, that was donated to us, but it is is not functional yet. So, and we have seen since March a 42% increase in new families that have come. Wow. So those were statistics that I got the other day. Wow.
0: uh, That's huge. So mm -hmm. even with all the families we had before, uh, now you're seeing a 42% increase. So clearly the need is there. Uh, you know, we like to look to the the positive news in the midst of COVID-19, but really people need to be aware right now there is a huge need right here at Colorado Springs, the Fountain Valley community specifically, as the Lord has called you there. I know you work through a lot of other ministries throughout the city, but let's just, uh, you know, if you're listening right now and the Lord has burdened you, I wanted you to hear from these two individuals who have faithfully served they're, they're the the answer to pastor's prayers. When people have gotten off the sideline and say, I'm going to give all to the cause of Christ out of my own pocket, I'm going to serve faithfully, they have put together a food pantry, 6,000 square feet to meet the needs of more than 200 families and counting, 42% growth. Now they need a refrigeration unit to be fixed, ready to go to meet more needs, The need is $5,200. And what we'd like to do even here on the broadcast is at our church Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley. We'd love to join with the other 641 churches out there in Colorado Springs. That's right. We've got more than 600 churches. If we were to come together and help meet this need, knowing that we're not talking about bloated overhead here. We are talking about meeting the needs of families that even $1 can meet the needs of four families. And here we have now a $5,200 need for this refrigeration unit. I am imploring you, if you're listening right now, and the Lord has touched your heart to be an answer to the prayers that we have had for these needs. Would you please consider giving? And so could the two of you just tell us a little bit more, how do people get involved? I want to give the website. Is that really the best way for people to get involved with this ministry?
2: Yeah, the website's got some some great resources on it. There's a, a get involved tab uh, that you can click on. That's got the application for volunteers as well as an application if you're in need and you need uh, you need food or resources. Uh, those applications are there. Uh, there's also uh, contact information on the website where you can get a hold of us, call us, um, and and just get plugged in that way. And we've got plenty of opportunity. Uh, the need is uh, very great for for people to help with pickups, deliveries uh, on Thursday nights, uh, on Friday mornings. So tons of opportunity, no matter your schedule or availability, we've got something that you can get plugged in with.
0: Yeah, we've had people who, even from the comfort of their home, they were ordering Grubhub or whatever just to send you guys food to feed the staff. Or preparing meals to bring to the staff to feed them, who yes. knew, knowing that they were going to be assembling boxes that evening. There is something for everybody. You gotta, you don't want to watch a floor, whatever it needs, whatever the needs you, you feel called to equip you with and serve there at the Connections for Life Center. I know that you guys could use a little bit of everything. Uh, helping hands makes uh, light of the work. So we uh, let me call your attention then to connectionsforlifecenter.org. Connections, the number four. So connections, the number four, lifecenter.org. And you can get plugged in. Website has all the information you need, not only to give, but also to get involved personally, physically. If you want to do that, if you... Feel better right now in the comfort of your home, given the coronavirus issue. We certainly uh, respect and appreciate your concerns in that regard. So there's a number of ways you can get involved. Even share with your friends. Get it out there on social media. Use Facebook and Twitter and all the other social media tools. Get the message out. Let people know that this resource is out there. If you can't give financially, if you can't be there physically, share it. Tell people about this because that is one of the biggest challenges I think that we face is letting people know that you're there you're there on the front line meeting these needs. I can only pray and hope that not only do the needs of the families go down as you see those lives being changed, but the giving and the sources of volunteer help increases. So now we can even expand beyond Fountain into Colorado Springs, into Pueblo, wherever the Lord may take this, because I know the needs are great. So uh, Cody, Gretchen, I just want to thank you for being on Engage in Truth and telling us about Connections for Life. Thank you for your passion. To serve on the front lines in our community and being so faithful
1: well thank you for having us yeah thanks sir thanks
2: for the opportunity
0: well i, I told you time goes by fast it so again for those of you listening right now i'm going to pray for you that the lord's going to burden you tonight as you sleep as you think about this as you walk along the road as you lie down as you get up and deuteronomy 6 tells us as we talk about the things of the lord that this ministry opportunity will press in upon your heart again it's connections for life connections, the number four, lifecenter.org. Get involved today. We want to thank our special guest. This program, Engage in Truth, is a broadcast of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church. You can learn more at calvaryfountain.com. Services are 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Sundays. God bless you, my friends. Take care.